Hi, this is Evan Boyer from The Default. This is, um, well, going to be the first episode that's going to have, um, anything interesting in it. My partner in this, uh, podcasting space is not here today. He is actually on a vacation. I would love to be on a vacation, but, uh, well, to the place that he's going. I'm not going to be here in a few weeks. He's not going to most likely do this because I haven't yet taught him how to do this podcasting. But, um, on to the today's show. So, we start our first story with location finding with Google Maps comes to Chrome and Firefox. Now, um, if you're in Chrome 2.0 or Firefox 3.5, in Google Maps, there's going to be a little dot in the left corner and um, it's going to geolocate you based on many different things I tried it out myself it didn't work whatsoever Um, the guys on Gizmodo said it worked pretty well but um, yeah it's pretty horrible I mean I love Google and everything but that one really didn't work well at all. Okay, now there's a Hulu video downloader. So this is this is very good because then you don't have to go through all those annoying ads that are almost impossible to skip through unless you hit buttons in the exact right time. And it's very, very hard to do that. Um, yeah. I really don't like the way Hulu does stuff like this. But I just wonder how many weeks, if not days, it's going to be until this thing gets shut down. Now, Microsoft's Gazelle browser could be the Google Chrome OS competitor. I really doubt that, but Google Chrome OS... Um, it's not... I, I hate to break it to everybody on the internet, but... um. It's just Linux. I mean, Linux is great and all, and Google is absolutely wonderful, but all they're doing is skinning it. It's just like, what's the difference between Debian, Poppy Linux, and um, Mint, or uh, Ubuntu, all these different um, types of Linux. Well, it's just going to be another one of those. Probably, since Google's doing it, it's going to be great, but when you get down to it, it's not like they're making their own kernels or anything. Which means it's going to be much easier for them, and they'll probably already have application support. So, And, and if you've got one, you can even run uh, Windows applications on it. Which will be very nice for them. People don't want to change anything. So, Oh, here's a funny one. Um, MIT students have... Um, well, actually, Chris... Uh, Varenhorst I probably butchered that Um, but yeah this guy um, created a hydraulic powered door that's opened with the uh, with an iPhone app or a secret knock and he doesn't he doesn't like keys so it's very good Um, but it's very funny he did a lot of work, and um, I think that's pretty awesome. 
the guys at MIT, they're always churning out crazy amazing stuff, so this is another one of those. Oh, okay. The, um, one of New York's museums has this uh, cryogenics lab, and uh, it's going to be storing endangered species DNA. We've been storing endangered species DNA for quite some time now. I mean, we have tons of stuff like that. But apparently, um, they just uh, partnered with the U.S. Um, National Park Service. And so now they're going to have the big, one of the biggest repositories in the country. It's uh, That's pretty cool. Oh, and it even uh, will... Uh, since 2001, it's provided uh, free samples for geneticists. Now, that's pretty nice. Um, we're not right now trying to um, bring any of these dead species back, but we're just trying to uh, track how species have changed and um, what species are dying off right now. It's a very interesting study right now. Okay, now this next one, I think, oh my god, well, you know, uh, there has been, um, on Easter Island, they have found, um, something, uh, this, uh, this, um, chemical, rapamycin has increased um, rats longevity it, their lifespan has been increased by 28 to 38 percent and it's um, it's this uh, compound originally found in Easter Island soil, uh, soil in the 1970s it's been used as an antifungal and uh, it's also used in that way to prevent organ transplant rejection and uh, well, it's even being uh, looked at for cancer treatment. And now we think um, it's going to be doing the same thing as what you get when you're put on a, a caloric uh, restriction diet. Uh, you've, If you're at all into tech and science, you've probably heard of um, caloric restriction diets. They're where you eat less calories but get the same nutrition as a person on a normal diet. And it's been shown in many lab animals to increase their lifespans by a gigantic effect, like, well, increasing it by 40% in uh, mice and rats, I remember. That, if we can do that without having to cut down on our carbs, that's, uh, that's going to be pretty good. I mean, <laughs> I can imagine a, a chip industry, like, putting some of this stuff in their chips and marketing it. Well, it'll make you fatter, but you'll uh, still live longer. That's hopefully going to happen. Okay. Double twist. I heard about this before, but um, now um, it's going... It's now available in Japan. It's got hundreds of thousands of downloads. It's um, it supports hundreds of devices and it links it into iTunes, sort of. But um, yeah. Oh, and you can even download videos from YouTube and uh, 
put them on your iPod or Zune or Palm Pre, I guess. Tons of different devices. MP3 players, that sort of thing. People aren't going to be able to wait. And now, um, ever noticed how slow RSS is? Like, you go to a website, um, you refresh it, you see a new story, and then you go over to Google Reader, or you pull up Thunderbird, or just any RSS reader, and you realize, okay, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and five or ten minutes later, it finally arrives. Now, I mean, five or ten minutes isn't, isn't a very large amount, but on the internet, five or ten minutes could mean getting the scoop. And now, lots of different people are going to be trying to uh, get their own versions of RSS out there. Uh, they're going to try to get it. Uh, but RSS is so ingrained in basically everything. Podcasting, for example. So, we'll see about that. Okay. Oh, yeah. This one personally interests me a lot because I do a lot of stuff um, involving image modification, photoshopping, but I do it with the GIMP because it's free and everything. Um, but Google finally adds Creative Commons to image search, and that's the headline from TechCrunch. I'm plagiarizing, I guess. But um, finally. <sighs> now, Google, of course, has the largest repository of index pages and images in the world so we're going to be able to get more uh, I don't know if it's significantly more than places like Yahoo and Flickr and stuff like that but um yeah we're going to be seeing this coming out of Google now the thing with the Google image search is um, well you got a, you get a lot more uh, pictures and everything than you get on Flickr and even Picasso, which is Google-owned, but they're generally not as high quality or as artistically nice as stuff on those other sites, but it's really nice for finding clip art, faces, all sorts of different stuff, and this is probably going to be a pretty big boon to, um, to us users. Oh, okay. This one also personally interests me for a kind of sad way. Yeah, um, my grandfather died of Parkinson's, but, um, now on popularscience.com, uh, they're talking about a, um, laser device that can treat neurological and mental disorders, including Parkinson's and depression. This is in Palo Alto, California. Um, and rodents that have Parkinson's, they can stop their tremors instantly with a flick of the switch. Um, and they believe it works by uh, turning on damaged or inactive brain cells. So, uh, you, you gotta check this out if you have any interest in, well, living longer. Um, okay. Oh, okay. This one, eh, I don't think it's as interesting, but, um, because you still have to extract the hydrogen, but, um, we're talking about pea power. 
at extracting the hydrogen um, from uh, P, human P, urea, yum, and using it uh, to power cars that the hydrogen, you know, the hydrogen fuel cells in many cars today. Um, but it's it's a little different because um, you've got uh, hydrogen and nitrogen more, and that's easier to pull apart than hydrogen and oxygen. Um, it's as I'm going to plagiarize once again, but it's a matter of 0 0.037 volts versus 1.23 volts if you really need to know. And, well, that's, that sounds pretty cool. I know this sounds disgusting, but it'd be kind of interesting to test it out. Because all it is is, um, it's just a nickel-based electrode, and, uh, well, and you can get nickel-plated uh, wires all over the place. So, <laughs> be funny if you see um, hundreds of geeks out on the road, maybe ten years from now, uh, running a, r running their cars on pee, uh, the hydrogen from their own pee that they've just extracted. That's, eh, but, you know, if it works, it works. Okay, I'm pretty sure everybody's almost definitely heard about this, but, um, there's this uh, new photographic memory in a pill and they've uh, isolated this really cool uh, protein that can almost basically give you uh, photographic memory that'd be very cool I have um, a weird memory it used to be absolutely awesome now it's pretty good it's definitely above average but um, Sometimes I just remember weird points and time, and I know when I'm going to be remembering a time I can't control, but it's just the strangest thing. It's like flashbacks of boring times, or sometimes interesting times, but more often than not, it's just a random time. Okay, now, you've probably heard of Intel's um, sort of smaller operating system, Moblin. It's sort of coming out. Sort of, it's been out in a way. It's just not that big at all. If you haven't caught on, um, and now that Chrome OS is coming out, it's uh, it doesn't see it as a threat because you know they don't actually they're not actually going to be really making much money off of mobile, and I'm sure even if you know everything did happen the way they thought it would. But Intel's a chip maker, and so they're going to be making chips. Hopefully, more people are going to be interested in the internet because of Chrome OS, and uh, so more people are going to be using their chips. It's, you know, it's just nice. And yet again, to Google Chrome OS, which is kind of a mouthful. I mean, you got Windows XP, that's pretty easy to say. You've got, um,. Got Windows 7. That's easy to say. You've got Mac OS X, well, uh, 10 point whatever. That's not that easy to say. Um, but you know, you've got Ubuntu. You don't even have to say anything beyond that, uh, unless you want like Karmic Koala or Jaunty Jackalope or whatever you're gonna do. <clears throat> but um, now, 
many chip partners have come together to help uh, Google Chrome OS. Not to be con uh, confused with just playing Google Chrome, which is their browser, which until Firefox 3.5 came out, I thought was the best browser. But, <clears throat> excuse me. So, Dell, Sony, and Toshiba are not on the list, but that's pretty much okay because, oh, it's, it's not okay, but you've got Acer, Asus, Asus, Asos, I don't know, but they're all capitalized. Um, you've got HP, which, uh, from what I've seen, I don't actually have a laptop, but I, from when I've gotten to use a laptop that somebody else owns, HP seems to be, like, the best at this sort of thing. Uh, you've got Lenovo with their, you know, t ThinkPads. For some reason, Texas Instruments. I mean, Texas Instruments? Aren't they just, um, a calculator maker? I use my old TI-84 all the time. Um, I've never seen a, a nice little computer branded with a TI ever. And please don't go off on a rant in your head thinking, yes, calculators are computers, but I mean like a desktop or a laptop or something that you can use to access the internet without much uh, hacking <laughs> but yeah um, it's really too bad that Toshiba and Sony are missing also my, my computer is a Dell and it's served me pretty well ah, that rhymed great um, oh also Adobe's partnering with them uh, that'll be nice to have uh, very good flash support in a Linux computer, because from the Linux, uh, all the Linux that I've tried, uh, I've used Debian, I've used Ubuntu, I've used Kubuntu, I've used Puppy Linux, I've used um, good, uh, good operating system. Yeah, that was it. Um, they almost infallibly don't do very well with Flash, so hopefully will have something that actually works very well. Uh, and I'm not saying the Flash doesn't work, but it just doesn't work great. Oh, th that's the other problem I had with Google Chrome, which is very ironic, because in Chrome, whenever I went to YouTube, um, and by the way, this wouldn't happen with any other a video site or other Flash applications or anything like that, and this, mind you, is on Windows XP, but Google Chrome would maybe about 70% of the time, that's a lot, it would not even come close to rendering the flash correctly. I would get the black box, but I wouldn't get the controls. Um, very ironic seeing is that um, Google owns both YouTube and Google Chrome. But, we'll see. Okay. And uh, we'll end the new news stories with um, Apple dreaming of object identification, new messaging UI in iPhone OS patent. And this is from Engadget. Okay. So, we, we've seen tons of uh, new patent applications recently from Apple. Um, it's 
doing face rec uh, de uh, detection, it recognizes a text message filter. And, um, oh, it can remind you of unread messages before letting you call and talk about these things, especially if you don't want to. Okay, well, that's kind of interesting-ish. I'm not a big Apple fanboy. I've used um, an Apple computer for over a year, so it's not like I haven't tried it out. They're expensive, they don't do as much. Windows, I'm a Windows guy. I do like Linux because of its openness, but it doesn't have as many applications, and I know there's Wine, but it doesn't work as well as just a native, good old, solid Windows. I might be old-fashioned in that way, but eh. Hey. Oh. And I have something pretty great happen to me. Uh, it's, I realize it's very nerdy, but, um... Today, I got my Google Voice invite. Yeah, I know, I know. Great. Yes. Well, and it works fine, it works beautifully. I've recorded things for it. I I haven't yet completely tried um, transcription, but I'm sure it'll work fine. Um, those guys at Google. You've heard of think tanks, but this is like you get ten tiny little fish and then feed them a gallon of fish feed and then they swell up huge. I don't know even what I'm trying to say, but they're like the mega think tank. Those guys at Google, they're monolith. I, and I trust them way too much, but their services, unbeatable. Uh, personalization, I mean, I made my own my Google theme. You can't do that anywhere else. But, uh, oh, yeah, Google's competitor, Bing. I have some words about that. Now, Bing, it is almost definitely better at searching um, videos and photos based on that cool scrolling uh, way and uh, the fact that a video, if you mouse over it, you can see a preview and a photo will slightly enlarge. But... Google still has them beat on the web, news, all sorts of stuff like that. And plus, even with um, images, it's got, as I said before, a very, very, very large repository of index web pages. And uh, they're still searching further, deeper. Bing, Bing. Microsoft is going to have to try much harder. <clears throat> I'm still a happy Google customer. I'm still a happy Google customer. Can you notice that my voice isn't feeling too well today? And yes, I have personified my voice. Um, this is my first real podcast of, well, any quality. And I really hope you like it. And... 
if at some point in the future I'm a very wealthy podcast uh, content creator, I hope you'll have taken the time to go back and look at these ancient podcasts. So, greetings from the past. This is Evan from the Default Podcast, signing off.